Hello, mighty warriors of God, and welcome to MI15. Today is Thursday, December 23rd, 2021, and this is day 1377 of our journey together. My name is Jackie, and welcome, welcome, welcome to you. So let's go ahead and get started. Father, we honor you and praise you and glorify you. Thank you for the opportunity to celebrate Christmas, to celebrate the birth of your precious son, Jesus Christ, who came to save us, to deliver us, and to set us free, to reconcile us back unto you. I thank you so much, my Lord, for comforting the brokenhearted and healing the sick and blessing those who may be in financial need. I ask, Father, that you will speak today, that it be all about you and not about me. In Jesus' name, Amen. Glory to God, everybody. Thank you so, so much for tuning in. Today's message is, this season is over. This season is over. We're going to be coming out of Luke chapter 3, verses 1 through 20. And then after a little bit here, we'll jump over to Matthew chapter 14, verses 1 through 12. Talking about the life and the season of John the Baptist who is Jesus's cousin, and he's about the same age as Jesus. He was born before Jesus a few months prior. So let's learn a little bit about his season. So it says, In the 15th year of the reign of Tiberius Caesar, when Pontius Pilate was governor of Judea, Herod, tetriarch of Galilee, his brother Philip, tetriarch of Ituria, and Trachonitus and Licinius, tetriarch of Abilene. So these were uh, relatives and they all were over certain um, parts of the country. They all had different pieces that they governed and ran. Okay. And it says during the high priesthood of Annas and Caphias, the word of God came to John, son of Zechariah, in the wilderness. He went into all the country around the Jordan, preaching a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. As it is written in the book of the words of Isaiah the prophet, a voice of one calling in the wilderness, prepare the way for the Lord, make straight paths for him. Every valley shall be filled in, every mountain and hill made low. The crooked road shall become straight, the rough ways smooth, and all people will see God's salvation. So John the Baptist was, it was all prophesied, I mean, years before he was even born uh, by Isaiah through the Holy Spirit, that this is what he would be doing, preparing the way for the Lord. He is a voice calling in the wilderness. He lived in the wilderness. Um, he uh, dressed in animal uh, clothing, wool, and um, he ate um crickets and things like that. Um, he was just a unique person <laughs> like we all are, right? So verse seven says, John said to the crowds coming out to be baptized by him, you brood of vipers, who warned you to flee from the coming wrath? Produce fruit in keeping with repentance. 
And do not begin to say to yourselves, we have Abraham as our father. For I tell you that out of these stones, God can raise up children for Abraham. So he's saying, you say you repented. Let me see the proof. And don't use the excuse that I'm from the lineage of Abraham, that that's going to get you into heaven because it's not. You must show fruit and you must, number one, repent. He says, the axe is already at the root of the trees and every tree that does not produce good fruit will be cut down and thrown into the fire. And that is talking about um, thrown into hell. All right. So what should we do then? The crowd asked. John answered, anyone who has two shirts should share with the one who has none. Anyone who has food should do the same. So once we are delivered and set free from our sin, it's really not our sin from sin. Um, we now are, are changed. Uh, and, and once we accept Jesus as our savior, we have truly uh, now have a new life in Christ and in producing fruit to show that we take on the character traits of Jesus Christ. And that's where we are more here to serve and to give and to help those who don't have. Verse 12, even tax collectors can came to be baptized. Teacher, they asked, what should we do? Don't collect any more than you are required, he, he told them. He was very practical, right? He was right to the point. He was like the prophets of old, like Elijah and Elisha. He was, he was like those prophets. And uh, he, he was bold and, the, and he would just let you know just, just the way it went. He, didn't, he did not mince his words. Uh, so don't collect any more than you are required to, he told them. Then, then some soldiers asked him, and what should we do? He replied, don't extort money and don't accuse people falsely. Be content with your pay. The people were waiting expectantly and were all wondering in their hearts if John might possibly be the Messiah. John answered them all, I baptize you with water, but one who is more powerful than I will come, the straps of whose sandals I am not worthy to untie. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. So the Holy Spirit, we know God sent the Holy Spirit to lead and direct our path. And then he said with fire, and that is the power through the Holy Spirit. Woo, glory to God. And he says, his winnowing fork is in his hand to clear his threshing floor and together the wheat and to gather the wheat into the, his barn, but he will burn up the shaft with unquenchable fire. Again, he's talking about as he's separating the wheat from the chaff and the chaff is the part that blows away. That's the husk. That's no good. That part can't be used. And if we're acting like the husk of, of the wheat, we will be burned up. That's that does no one any good. So he's using example after example of how important it is for us to serve the Lord. Verse 18, and with many other words, John exhorted the people and proclaimed the good news to them. But Herod, but when John rebuked Herod, the Tetrarch, because of his marriage to Herodias, his brother's wife, and all the other evil things he had done, Herod added this to them all. He locked John up in prison. So he imprisoned him because he spoke the truth to him. You see, John was no respecter of persons as to who he was going to speak truth to. And uh, at that moment, everything 
that John had been doing came to a screeching halt. He was called for a season to do God's will. And now he has been imprisoned for doing that. Now, just before he was in prison, and, and, and uh, Luke is jumping a little bit ahead, he baptized Jesus. And then Jesus was ushered into the scene, onto the scene. And then John fades away. And a lot of times, whatever that season is for us, it may be time to fade away. But let's we'll learn more here. Let me go to my points, okay? Point number one, what do we do when seasons change? Especially those of us living in the Midwest who usually see four distinctive seasons, spring, summer, fall, and winter. We change what we wear, uh, where we go, and how we get there. For example, we may drive with our convertible top down in the spring and summer, but, but with it up in the winter, with the heat blasting in the car. The same goes for us as, as Jesus uses our gifts to fulfill our God-given purpose. John had a specific assignment to fulfill. He was urgently preparing the people for the coming of the Messiah. John was a great, powerful prophet. After he baptized Jesus, around the age of 30 or 31, he was thrown into prison where he would be put to death sometime later. I'm going to read to you now Matthew chapter 14, verses 1 through 12. And it says, At that time, Herod the Tetrarch heard the reports about Jesus, and he said to his attendee, attendants, This is John the Baptist. He has risen from the dead. That is why miraculous powers are at work in him. So you see, Herod is being spooked because John has already been put to death, but then he's recollecting what happened, and we're going to learn what happened, why he was put to death. And uh, he is now really spooked and, and probably having nightmares because of what he did. And, um, and he's saying that Jesus is John the Baptist, who's raised, risen from the dead, but, but not so. Verse 3 says, Now Herod had arrested John and bound him and put him in prison because of Herodias, his brother's, brother Philip's wife. So he was with his brother's wife uh, sexually and Im creating immoral Acts and John called him on the carpet for that. And it says, For John had been saying to him, It is not lawful for you to have her. Herod wanted to kill John, but he was afraid of the people because they considered John a prophet. On Herod's birthday, the daughter of Herodias danced for the guest and pleased Herod so much that he promised with an oath to give her whatever she asked. Prompted by her mother, she said, Give me here on a platter, the head of John the Baptist. The king was distressed, but because of his oaths and his dinner guest, he ordered that her request be granted and had John beheaded in the prison. So you see, he had made this vow as he was drunk and partying and, and said, I'll give you whatever you want. Hey, you know. And uh, when she went and talked to her evil mother, she said, give us John the Baptist's head on a platter. And he certainly had too much uh, uh, 
The king had too much pride to say, no, we're not doing that. That's why he was spooked and haunted. He didn't want to embarrass himself. And since he had used his insignet ring or whatever, that, that was a vow that he could not take back. But it was all part of God's plan. God allowed it uh, because even though John was beheaded, John is whole and he is with Jesus. You see, this flesh does not go, does not inherit heaven. Our spiritual man and our soul does. So this flesh goes back to dirt, to the dirt from whence, whence it came. It does not uh, inherit the kingdom of God. Again, our inner man, our soul, our spiritual man that is made up in Christ's image and God's image will go to be with the Lord for eternity and made whole. Verse 11 says, his head was brought in on a platter and given to the girl who carried it to her mother. John's disciples came and took his body and buried it. Then they went and told Jesus. And in other scriptures, it talked about how they mourned for John and uh, for some time and then went on to continue what they were called to do. The ministry continues. We will lose loved ones, but you know, we mourn for that time. Uh, it is rough and it can be very sad. But knowing that they knew the Lord brings us great joy. And knowing that John the Baptist's season was up. He did exactly what God called him to do to the fullest. Are you still trying to live in seasons of old? God's saying your time is up here. It's time to boldly move on. Just as John did when he rebuked Herod, a murderous and deceitful family, rebuking a tyrannical Roman official who could have had John executed right then, but it wasn't his time. It takes boldness and courage to transition into our new season of life. We can kick against it or choose to obey God and flow with the Holy Spirit. Don't let fear keep you from moving effectively, producing good fruit in this new season of your life. Ah, God is pleased when we obey him and do his will until he says it's time for you to come home to be with him. To be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. And so until that time comes, we have a mission here on this earth to do. I think about me and my husband. Oh, Lord, as we age, we'll both be 63, he in January and me in February. And one of the things that we noticed in this season of our life is that um, weight, you know, pounds, <laughs> uh, find a way to attach itself to us without an invitation. I mean, it just comes and it just sticks on to us wherever it wants to stick. And we have learned in this season of our lives that we have to intentionally make adjustments to our eating, exercising, and the type of working out that we can do. Like my husband, his workout used to be when he would rehab houses and he could, he would crawl under, uh, you know, uh, under uh, sinks and, and do plumbing and uh, work on cars. He could fix anything and he still can. He still has the brain. Uh, to do it, but his body doesn't obey. <laughs> his body, he, you know, it's like uh, the knees are bad. Uh, 
the heart isn't functioning as strong as it used to. Uh, you know, this happened or that happened. So we have to come up with other ways. And so now what he does, more so than ever, people call him because the brain is still strong and says, hey, I've got this going on. What do I do to fix it? And he'll tell him, you need to go buy a part such and such and such and this screw and this, that and do this. And and it's just amazing. And, uh, you know, he'll have friends that will talk to him, you know, on the phone and he'll walk them through how to fix things. So he still knows how to do that. <laughs> and so we have to do exercises like instead of me doing jumping jacks, I would do like 300 jumping jacks or run three miles. Well, my foot uh, started acting up and, uh, you know, uh, I forgot what they call plantar's fasciitis and it was extremely painful. So now I do more walking and uh, stepping in place, like marching in place instead of jumping jacks. We have to change as our bodies change, people. We still need to exercise. We still need to intentionally do something. They're even creating all kind of exercise equipment for us people that cannot do what we used to do. You know, where you can just sit at your desk and, uh, and and ride a little exercise machine working your legs and it doesn't bother anything else about you. So understanding that and uh, how we don't just stop and say, I'll do nothing. We still continue on because we still need to be in good health and shape to go forth and fulfill the purpose that God has given us. What about you? Are you putting off the season? Are you not doing what God called you to do because things have changed in your life? Well, God is saying, I'm shifting you into your new season. Don't be afraid. God may say, leave the job now. I've got another one for you. Uh, He may be saying, start that business now. Uh, I have blessed and anointed the people that are going to use your services. Uh, Whatever that is, it's time to do it. He may say, adopt that child now. You've been waiting to have one from your own womb, but I'm blessing you in this way, this season. We need to just yield and obey and do what God is saying, right? Now, if you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, this is your day. Romans 10 and 9 says that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Glory to God. I love you all so, so much. May the Lord bless and protect you. May his face radiate with joy because of you. May he be gracious unto you, show you his favor, and give you his peace. In Jesus' name, amen. And remember, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. And please don't forget to check us out on our website, JackieBikesMinistries.org, J-A-C-K-I-E, Be Like Boy, U-Y-C-K-S, Ministries.org. Check out the messages and please share them with others. Also, please subscribe to our website by entering your first and last name and your email address. All right, mighty warriors, go forth and make it an awesome day. Fulfilling the purpose that God has given you and I will talk to you later. Bye-bye.